Well, hello everybody and welcome back to another St. Michael Youth Ministry podcast. It is Fraz here and I'm here with my friend Karen. And we have a special podcast for you guys today that we wanted to do on an issue I think that reaches uh, and touches most of us. And that is on the topic of mental health, anxiety, uh, stress, and um, how those might impact our lives. I know for me, I've shared with some of you guys uh, in person and small group, um, but I have been struggling with anxiety for a couple of years now. And uh, it's something I know that, that we just need to talk about and kind of get out in the open um, so that we can learn how to better care for ourselves and care for those around us. So Karen, thank you so much for being here with me today. You're welcome. Um, I always love getting to spend time with you. And before we start, I have to say you have the best mask I've ever seen. Uh, Karen walked in with her mask and uh, has her dog Lucio on it. And uh, it's it's very cool. I think I need to get one with pictures of me on it. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be amazing, yes. <laughs> um, so do you want to share just a little bit about who you are um, for those at home who don't necessarily know you? Sure. Uh, my name is Karen Miller. Um, I am a parishioner at St. Michael, and I canter and sing in a choir here. Um, but my day job, I am a therapist, and I have um, two licenses. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm in private practice in Middletown. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being with us. I know, um, and I hear all the time from our students, um, that they're that they're usually talk more on the side of anxiety, that they're feeling anxious about things, especially with this right. pandemic, yeah. with going back to school, not going back to school, all that good stuff. So kind of as we start, can we talk about just what the difference is between anxiety and stress and really what each one is? Sure, absolutely. So stress is just one of those normal parts of life, right? Like we all experience stress probably daily, especially now with coronavirus absolutely. and the unknown. Um, so stress is kind of that common reaction to the daily challenges that we have, such as school, family, social aspects of, you know, um, seeing your friends, not seeing your friends, social media stuff. Absolutely. So, and usually when we have stress, we do have some physical reactions as well. So like our palms might get sweaty or our heart races, or we become nervous or frustrated, overwhelmed sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes it can keep you from things, but also sometimes stress can actually make you feel pumped up and mm -hmm. ready to go and like wanting to take that test or wanting to play that ball game or whatever it is that you're, you're into. Um, however, if stress becomes chronic mm -hmm. and um, really exacerbated, then it is more and it can evolve into anxiety and even sometimes depression. Mm -hmm. so. Absolutely. And you mentioned chronic there. Can you just explain maybe for those who don't know what what that would mean? Mm -hmm. So chronic means that um, instead of feeling just those normal reactions to stress of mm -hmm. your palms sweating and getting frustrated and stuff, you actually feel those more regularly mm -hmm. even when you're not stressed. Yes. So then anxiety actually pops in and um, is when you would you would feel more on a day-to-day -day basis of that you can't handle the mm -hmm. challenge or the stress that is in front of you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's so key. I think that, um, you know, as I've shared with my wife about my struggles with anxiety, um, she'll early on, especially she would ask, well, what's going on? What are you, what are you worried about? Whatever. And my reaction has always been nothing. There's nothing in particular that's triggering it. And I, that I think is the difference with stress and anxiety so often is that, you know, stress is usually, 
I've got a deadline, I've got a podcast I need to record, you know, right, whatever. Right. But anxiety is just, there's no logical reason for it Correct. often. Yeah. Um, so what are some strategies that we can use to deal with um, both anxiety and stress? Sure. Um, so some of those, I th- first let me say this, I think you need to know what your reactions to anxiety are before mm-hmm. we talk about what, how to deal with them. Yeah. So um, if you are feeling things like you're always restless and on edge mm-hmm. um, and kind of like Fraz said, like there's no reason for you to feel these things, like nothing is going on, you don't have a game coming up, you don't have a test coming up, those kinds of things. So if these feelings, you're having these feelings all the time, then um, more than likely you're struggling with some anxiety. So again, you're feeling restless, you get tired really easily, mm-hmm. um, you have difficulty concentrating on even just the smallest task, mm-hmm. or you feel like your mind is blank all the time. Um, you're really irritable. So even if mom says, hey, go take the trash out, and then you get really irritated with her. Sometimes we have muscle tension because our muscles are so tightened all the time. Um, Pay attention if your sleep gets disturbed. So you're having nightmares, Mm -hmm. or you can't fall asleep, or you wake up in the middle of the night a whole lot. Sometimes you feel like you just need to cry and there's really no reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have some physical symptoms like headaches or stomach aches with no real medical reason. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so paying attention to those is going to be really important for you to realize if you have um, some anxiety and it's not just a regular stress yeah. of the day. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um so we know, you know, as human beings, kind of some of the major transition points as we go mm-hmm. from a new grade level, maybe a right. new team, a new city, um, even just a change in schedule, a change in routine. This this pandemic, I think, has been a big stress point for Absolutely. some of us. Um, is there anything that we can do to help kind of relieve some of that anxiety and or stress at those transition points, those moments that maybe we weren't expecting? Sure. So transitions, like you said, are kind of a normal part of life. Um, but a lot of us don't like change, especially if we have um, anxiety mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Change is really hard for us. Um, so, however, those transition points are probably more a, um, a stress response than mm-hmm. an anxious response. Um, so, but I'm not saying that to like discredit it because right. it's still as big. Yeah. Um, and with coronavirus, I think part of the stress with that and the anxiety with that is the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell my, my clients this all the time, like we don't know and we are people that want to know mm-hmm. what's going to happen and we have no idea. Yeah. So that is um, the transition with that and going back to school. Like, are we going back to school or are we not going back to school? Right. If we go back to school for a week, are we going to have to go back home anyway? Yep. So it's hard. Um, so... For those kinds of things, transition points, my thing would be get prepared. Mm -hmm. Know what you're going to be doing, Mm -hmm. how it's going to be done. Um, Are you moving? Where are you moving to? Can you go see the place? Do you get to pick your own bedroom? Those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're moving up a grade, then ask those around you who have been in that grade what to expect. Absolutely. So if we know what the expectation is, then our anxiety can decrease because mm-hmm. we can be a little bit more prepared. Yeah. And some of it too, I think from from my point of view, one of the things I found helpful is 
to having a prepared plan A, B, C, D through Z, it seems like, with coronavirus. You know, that, um, okay, if we can meet with 50 people, then we're going to do this event. If we can meet with 10 people, then we're going to do this event. We're Mm going to do it this way. And and just kind of sometimes even seeing those possibilities helps to visualize what it could look like and relieve some of that anxiety, I think. Right. So So you use the word visualize, and I... um, I know for me with my anxiety, I can't visualize things sometimes when I get really anxious mm-hmm. about them. So I have to write things down. Yeah. So if I have a plan A to Z, I got to write it down and look at it and have it in front of me. Mm-hmm. Because with my anxiety, it feels like my brain is going so fast all the time mm-hmm. and it won't slow down. Yeah. So I can't put those thoughts into like their little corners of where they need to be so I have to write it down so I can see it Mm -hmm. because if it's just in my head it's just going to make me more anxious the other thing I too I tell my kids a lot is you know this sounds hokey but to make a pro and con list Mm -hmm. if you've got to make a decision and your anxiety is like driving you crazy and you can't or feel like you can't um, make a pros and cons list even if you know those pros and cons in your head write them down mm-hmm. because it will make more sense to you if you can see it in front of you yeah so that would be one of my like strategies to deal with the, your anxiety right is to make that pro and cons list write things down absolutely so absolutely and I think too I've found that handwriting more so than even than than uh, typing uh, is helpful because it almost um, not that it makes it more real, but it, it visually I, it's mm-hmm. more stimulating for me to, to see those things. Right. So. And I think it's more concrete, too, if you write it down. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, um, you know, and I know we're in the age of technology and everything. Right. And I'm completely okay with you putting things on your phone. And, oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, right? That, yeah. That's what we all do these, you know. Yep. This morning I was making a list on my phone of what I needed to do today, so I get it. Yeah. But for these kinds of things, I think it's important, like you said, to handwrite it. Mm-hmm. Um, we get because we can all type and type. Most of us type quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still not something that slows your brain down. Yeah. If you have to sit and write it, your brain has to actually slow down because it's making another part of your body work. Right. So, yeah, yeah, agreed. And it puts that intentionality there, too, I think. You know, that you, you, like you said, you almost have to just focus a little more Mm -hmm. on what you're doing um, versus being able to just kind of type mindlessly, uh, which I I do often. Um, (laughs) Same. (laughs) Which is why there's always misspellings in the Bible studies, guys. No. um, (laughs) So, if... Uh, if somebody's kind of feeling overwhelmed by anxiety or stress or even depression, um, what, as a teenager, what is something that they should do? Okay. So there's lots of coping strategies that we can use for anxiety, depression, stress. Um, if any of you could come up with a different term than coping strategies, I would pay you some money and we would make a million dollars because <laughs> everybody hates that term, coping strategies, but nobody's ever come up with a better one. So... Um, so most of mine that I usually use are, you got to breathe and you have to practice breathing when you're not anxious. Mm -hmm. Um, also, um, there are several great apps, especially for teenagers out there for Mm -hmm. like breathing exercises, um, even some meditation apps that are great. Mm -hmm. So some of those are, um, reach out, breathe app, stop, breathe, think app. So check those out. Um, There's a meditation app that I really like for teens. It's called The Smiling Mind. Mm -hmm. Um, It is great. 
check it out. They're all free, I think. I mean, it's that same thing of you yeah. can pay for it and it'll be do greater things. But right. You right. don't need to do that. <laughs> um, so the other things that I would say is exercise, any kind of exercises, even if it's like just taking a walk around the block. Mm -hmm. But running, yoga, riding a bike, swimming, anything to get your body going. Yep. Um, Again, writing things down. Mm -hmm. Journaling is a great way to kind of get some of those anxious thoughts out. Um, I know a lot of us have these preconceived notions of what journaling is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I have zero rules with journaling. I don't care if you do it every day. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's right, if it's spelled correctly, if the grammar's correct. Like, nobody's going to read this. It's mm -hmm. not going to get graded. Um it's for you to actually get your thoughts out of your mind and your body and onto a piece of paper. Absolutely. Prayer, obviously, is always a great choice, which uh, Fraz can help you with. Absolutely. Daily self-care. So take a shower, uh, brush your teeth, eat something, um, spending time with friends and family, if you can, with your friends, if you're allowed at this point. Sleep. A lot of us that are anxious have trouble sleeping, mm -hmm. but if you can get good sleep, it's going to help you calm down. Mm -hmm. The um, Listen to music or do some art would be great things to pay attention to the good things in your life. Mm -hmm. What is happening that is good? The negative thoughts is what brings our anxiety out, yeah. right? That last thing I would say is if you feel very overwhelmed and you're not able to calm yourself down and ask for help mm -hmm. from someone. Absolutely. Um, at this point with coronavirus, we all need help, right? Yep. But, <laughs> um, so find somebody that you can go to for help. Um, I'm okay with it being a friend, um, but sometimes we need help from adults. Yep. We just do. Yeah. So... And not being afraid to, to ask for that, I think, is so yes. key. You know, and, and whether it is a teacher you have a connection with, um, a youth minister, a priest, an adult friend, um, right. that, you know, the one of those adults that you looked up to and... and an aunt, an uncle, right. a grandparent. And, and even if they aren't the person to, to walk you through that process, adults are going to do anything they can to move mountains to make sure that young people are taken care of. Absolutely. And so... If you're not finding that in that person, find somebody else to talk Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Um, because I know that, um, yes, I am not a licensed counselor, but I will, will connect someone with some really great counselors that I know. And that's really what it's all about is finding folks the support that they need mm -hmm. um, and whatever level that means. Right. Um, one of the things that, that I love that you said is focusing on the good. And we ask the question all the time of where did you see God today when right. we meet? And I think that simple exercise as you're laying down uh, at night to go to bed, where is it that I saw God? Um, helps you focus on those moments of joy, those good things that Absolutely. happen. Um, I did a gratitude um, app last year during Lent just to try and refocus on the positive. Mm -hmm. You know, what are those good things that happened that day? Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of power in that. Um, yes. And in finding a schedule for you. Even if, if we don't go back to school uh, mm -hmm. in person, but we have NTI, making sure that you find a routine absolutely, um, and kind of stick to that routine because sleep is so, so, so important. Yes. Um, and, and having that kind of as a regular schedule. Um, and anyone who's had to deal with a toddler knows that how important <laughs> sleep schedule is for them. Right. Um, so absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, 
So are there some warning signs, um, maybe within themselves or uh, the people around them, that young people uh, or parents should be aware of when they're looking at these topics of anxiety and depression? Sure. Yeah. So a lot of those are going to be um, just changes in everyday uh, routines or everyday activities. Like if somebody loses interest in something that they really love mm -hmm. um, and they just quit doing it. Mm -hmm. If you quit taking a shower every day, um, why is that? Mm -hmm. Right? Sometimes your parents are going to say, you're just being lazy. But sometimes it has to do with your anxiety or yep. if you're feeling depressed, right? Yep. You just can't, don't feel like you can get up and do it. Absolutely. Um, so other things that you can, warning signs, again, some of that if, if you start feeling something else in your body that you're not normally feeling, like a headache all the time or mm -hmm. stomach ache all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so anything physical that's different with you, make sure that you pay attention to those things yeah. too. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, if they start to kind of notice some of these signs mm -hmm. in, in themselves or, or even in their friends, because I know right now, like our young people still are connected to their friends, even right. though, Maybe they're not meeting in person. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else they can do besides telling an adult, which I think is is the number one thing. Right. Um, but is there anything else they can do? And and I want to say this, and I, and I hope, and I know you'll echo it, but young people, you are not your best friend's counselors. No. You're not uh, equipped to deal with those things. So right. please don't take that on yourself. Mm -hmm. Take on finding them help. And that is an amazing thing to do for each other. But know that you aren't uh, equipped. I am not equipped as someone who has a degree in psychology, uh, an undergrad. Um, I defer to experts like Karen. And so I would really challenge you guys to do the same, to find, um, find those adults who really can help and who are qualified to help your friends who are struggling. But is there anything else that they can do? Um, well, yeah. I mean, I completely agree with you. you um, we want to help our friends. It's absolutely. Just, yeah. Because we're human beings. We yep. want to be helpful. Um, so at, listening to them absolutely mm. will be helpful, mm -hmm. right? However, at the end of that conversation, you need to have a, another conversation added on to who can you talk to about this that's an adult who will yeah. help you and help them find that person. Because sometimes when we're really wrapped up in our anxiety, mm -hmm. we can't think of those people who are our helpers absolutely. every day. Um, some people are in situations at their homes where they don't feel safe and so mm -hmm. they don't feel like they can go to their parents so can they talk to your parents right right are they could they be a helpful an adult yeah. for those people so um finding somebody else for them to talk to is absolutely crucial but also just listening mm -hmm. most of the time when we have anxiety we just need somebody to listen to us yep. we don't need anybody to fix it yep right because really there's no fixing it right but if we can have somebody to sit down and listen to us, just talk about how we're feeling and what's going on with us, mm -hmm. that helps tremendously. Absolutely. So just be and, a good listener. And especially with stress. I mean, I think sometimes with stress, we just need to be heard. We yeah. need to feel heard. Um, Absolutely. And, and know, young people, if, if a friend ever talks about hurting themselves, uh, hurting someone else or someone hurting them, um, that is an immediate red flag. Find an adult who cares about you and, and cares about them. Absolutely. Um, and go talk to them. Immediately. Uh, immediately, yeah. Um, because, you know, we need to be taking care of each other. And 
Um, and those are three big, big, big red flags Absolutely. Uh, that we hear. So, yes. Um, well, Karen, is there anything else that you want to say about uh, these topics of anxiety, depression, stress? I know you could go on for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> I um, could, yes. But something that you would want our young people to know. Yes. So I've, um, I go back to listening all the time for us because I think as young people, a lot of them don't feel heard. Mm-hmm. And sometimes parents and adults can be dismissive yep. when um, young adults are having like really big feelings. Sometimes it's because they have those big feelings too and they don't mm-hmm. know how to deal with them. Sometimes it's they just think you're being dramatic. Mm-hmm. I hear that all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So find somebody to listen to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really important. Yeah. And as, as adults, I think we need to remember... Uh, for any adult listening to this, that when a student is struggling, when a young person is struggling with something, whether it's a boyfriend, girlfriend breaking up with them, it's a life change decision or a a transition point, um, that that is that young person's world. And so we need to be reminded of that and reminded of what we went through. We were all teenagers at one point in time. Yeah, we've Um, all been there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we've all been there and we struggled (laughs) and teenagers know that we know how much sometimes it's not fun. Um, to, to be a teenager and trying to figure out your place in the world and struggling with that. Uh, and so we always want to be here for you guys to be able to talk to and to reach out to. Absolutely. Um, there's one question, and I didn't give this to you, Karen, so you got to think on your toes, oh, but I know no. that you can do that. <laughs> um, my favorite question right now is to ask, what gives you hope? Uh, wow, that's a great question. Um, and actually... Young people give me hope. Yeah. Um, and I don't say that to be trite because it's not trite for me. Yeah. Um, in my practice, I work with mainly um, young people and young adults. And you all give me hope. You give me hope in that I know you're connected to your God. And I know that you pray for our world and what's going on right now. I know that you all are going to take the ball and run with it when you are an adult, whatever that means. <laughs> um, so you all give me hope each and every day. Yeah. Amen. That's why we do what we do. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So, well, thank you all for listening, Karen. Thank you for being with us today. You're very um, welcome. I'm sure thank we'll you probably, for having me. You're welcome. Uh, I'm sure we'll invite you back with us on the podcast at different points in time. And again, young people, if If you ever need anything, um, know that we're here. You can reach out to us. Uh, We want to make sure that you guys are being taken care of um, and and anything that you're struggling with, that we can walk through that with you. Hope everybody has a great week, and we'll be back with another episode of our podcast soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.